0: All right, so Jonah went after Obadiah, which we went through last week. had a short one tonight, four chapters, kind of a familiar narrative to many, many people. It's on page 1013 of my Bible. I don't know what your Bible is. Uh, so the author, we don't really know who the author is. Some people You could think it's Jonah, but it's it doesn't really ever say that it is. Jonah. He doesn't speak in the first person, though, does he? No. He doesn't really speak in the first person, so most guys just say anonymous. Um, The date, we do get some clues uh, because there is a passage in 2 Kings that does mention Jonah, and it mentions it during the reign of Jeroboam II, which has, as a king, has very specific dates. So he reigned from 782 to 753, so somewhere in there. And we think that Jonah is writing, it looks like he's writing because he doesn't mention anything at all about it, before the Assyrian invasion, which was like 722. So we're dealing with somewhere in that 780, 753 B.C. realm of time there. Um, The the genre, what we're dealing with here is uh, there's been a lot of interpretations of Jonah, right? Have I mean, you ever have a conversation with anybody about the Book of Jonah? Sometimes it's uh, one of the atheists' kind of favorite targets. If you ever talk to somebody who is um, not friendly to the faith, right? If they know a little bit about the Bible, right, they're going to know the story of Jonah and the whale, and they're going to be like, completely impossible, right? Nobody's going to be able to survive in a whale stomach because you know there's whale stomach acid and all kinds of nasty things in there, and they'll die. And yes,
1: it never
2: says it's a whale.
0: It never says it's a whale, you're correct. Yep. So yeah, so some people think like maybe it's an allegory, maybe it is a parable, right? I come down on the side that it's literal, it doesn't give us anything to say otherwise, and we're dealing with the God of the universe, and so, yeah. It can be, and there are some other reasons which I will not give away quite yet. But we will get into well, that's your later Bible. on.
2: My <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, now. What? What's the matter?
0: Oh, it says whale tail of fish. That's NIV, isn't it? great
2: fish. a big fish.
0: Giant fish.
2: NIV. <laughs> <laughs> so much pasta.
0: Another clue that we have that it's literal is and this is always a good thing to do even when you're talking about other things like noah Mm -hmm. right was that literal was that allegorical all that right look to see what jesus says about the account jesus treated adam and eve like they were facts jesus treated noah like it was a fact and jesus talks about jonah like it was a fact and so just some other little kind of tidbits uh that 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 lean heavily in the yes this should be interpreted literally. And of course, our main star is Jonah. And so, without further ado, we can start reading the account of Jonah. It's one of those books where you don't have to skim over at 30,000 feet. We can actually read it. So, Jonah, chapter 1. Now, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish, From the presence of the Lord, he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid... I always feel like I'm saying that wrong. Tarshish. (laughs) He paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. And when the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to his God, and they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the sheep, the sheep, ship. Wow. Ship. And taken a nap and was fast asleep. That's what I like to do when I'm about to die, right? So the captain came and said to him, what do you mean, you sleeper? Arise and call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give a thought to us that we may, we may not perish. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know on whose account this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew. For I know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rowed hard to try to get back to dry land, but they could not. For the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. Therefore they called out to the Lord, O Lord, let us not perish for this man's life and lay not on us his innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Okay, so here we have our first chapter. Word of the Lord comes to Jonah, says, hey, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city. Nineveh is a very big city in the Assyrian Empire, right? So do the Israel people like the Assyrians? Not even a little. Not one bit, because they were growing more and more hostile, as I said in the introduction. Hadn't happened yet, but it is about to happen in a couple years that Assyria will roll into northern Israel and defeat them and exile them and take them back to Assyria. So the writing was on the wall, so to speak, and they did not like Nineveh whatsoever. So God says, guess what? Arise, go to Nineveh, and basically call out against it. And what does Jonah do? Does He says, cool, I'll get on the next plane... To Nineveh. He goes in the complete opposite direction. Most likely thousands of miles in the complete opposite direction. And so he's fleeing from what God has told him to do. Um, Jonah does not obey. And as a consequence, the Lord, he gets on a boat, of course, and on his way to Tarshish. Uh, But the Lord hurled a great wind. So a big storm comes up, and the crew is panicked. is like, okay, being very superstitious, right? Everybody's got their own gods. (laughs) They're like, okay, somebody made one of their gods really mad. Who is it? Fess up. They toss dice or cast lots or whatever they're going to do to figure it out. And it comes up to Jonah. And then Jonah has the bright idea to say, yeah, I'm Hebrew. And my God is the God who made everything, (laughs) including the ocean. So they're like, well, that's a really bad idea because you must be the guy that made him mad considering that we're in this giant storm right now. So he said, what are we going to do? What should we do with you? And he says, well, toss me overboard. Which is just like, how? What? How is that a good solution? He basically says, kill me. You know?
1: Maybe he thought that's the best way to run away. You're not going to do what the guy was telling him to do. Yeah. I don't know. I just
0: give my- <laughs> Yeah. He's just like, I'm done. I'm tapping out. I don't care. I'm running from God. We're probably gonna die anyway. Just kill me. Maybe it'll save yourself. You know, throw me overboard. Right? Like a suicidal
2: attempt then? What's that? Like he's trying to commit suicide
0: then? Yeah. I think so. I don't, I don't think he has any wild fantasies of surviving what's going on in that hurricane or whatever that was
2: being one of the guys that he said threw me over to. Yeah, was probably like twice which is like, then, then it turns into yeah. this
0: like shocking display of morality from sailors because okay. he just hired them to take them, take them to Tarshish, and suddenly they're like, oh, we can't do that. <laughs> Shedding innocent blood. It might come from a place of superstition, right? Because they're like, well, we, your God's are already mad. We don't want to make a matter by killing an innocent person or someone else. So they try not to at first, and then they realize they just can't. So then they beg God for forgiveness in advance. Please don't let his blood be on our heads. And then right overboard and the sea calms down. And as we see in 17, the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. I'm having flashbacks to Sunday school with... The felt board and the ribs, big the ribs. Jonah (laughs) making a fire, you know, in the belly of the whale. (laughs) So, what are what observations and/or applications can we pull out of chapter one? What sorts of things are we are we seeing? What things can we learn about God from this?
2: Don't run
0: away from him. Don't run away from him. Always a bad idea to run away from God. He will catch you. He will definitely catch you. You can't hide anything, Mm -hmm. right? What else do we learn about God in chapter 1?
2: It doesn't work if you try to take the easy way out.
0: You what? It
2: doesn't work if you try to take the easy way it out. It does not
0: work to try to take the easy way out. Absolutely not. He gets angry. angry. He does get angry. Yeah. He's very angry. And you see that's reflected in uh, what's going on in the ocean, in the sea. All right? Yep. So yeah, he, he, what about, what about uh, Nineveh? Where did all this start? What do we learn about God from the way he's treating Nineveh?
1: He wants to save Nineveh.
0: Yeah, maybe. We don't know that yet, but that's where he's going with it. Yeah. Yeah. But he notices they're evil, right? Yeah. Again, he's like, no, I I know what they're doing. They need somebody to go talk to them. Right? We see God's uh, display or, or another display of sovereignty, his control over creation. Right? He brought the storm and he calms the storm. Right?
1: He's
0: done that more than once. Yeah. That's why we know Jesus. Another reason why we know Jesus is God, because he's got the same power. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, so God's sovereign over his creation. Yeah. What about Jonah? What do we learn about Jonah in chapter one? Is he a fine, upstanding prophet?
2: (laughs) I don't think so.
0: No, it doesn't seem like he's in the right line of work right now. When your, your job is to do what God tells you to do and you completely disobey him and do the opposite. What does that say about his heart?
2: Did
0: he lose his
1: trust in God or something? What's that? Did he lose his trust? No. Like,
0: yeah, well, he might, he, he might yeah. right? Because God's telling him to go to Nineveh, but we can surmise that he absolutely despises the Ninevites. So then, what takes priority? God's word right. or your feelings about what God told you to do, right? Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Those people are evil. So, I'm yeah. not going to go to Nineveh. Yeah. I don't care about them.
1: he's so like not trusting God to take care of him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And we see him, I think, being fate, very fatalistic, and we'll see this again in uh, chapter 4. It's kind of a drama queen, you know? <laughs> He's like, I got an idea. Just kill me. I don't care. Throw me overboard. Yeah, I he thought
1: that would be the easy way.
0: <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, he's a little on the drama side, I think. And really, yeah. you know, obviously, if you're you're running from the Lord, which is bad idea number two, and then you decide you just want to die. I mean, come on, really. Talk about your life decisions affecting your life. Yeah, didn't
2: really make a plan there. What's that? It didn't really make a plan there. Things went south. Right, yeah. The easy way out was just die. It yeah. didn't make a plan for that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, there, there was no thought beyond the immediate situation, right? All right, anything else about God or Jonah from chapter one? Jonah yeah, uh, thought
1: his way was easy and not God's. He thought even taking this way would be easier not listening to God.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, let's look at chapter two. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, Excuse me, yet I shall look again upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought my life from the pit. O Lord, my God, when my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it barfed Jonah up. <laughs> <laughs> <and all laughs> Yours says "barf." It's in the Hebrew. <laughs> 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 Mine says "vomited." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vomited <laughs> <laughs> it. <a> t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Could be t t-shirt. Jonah didn't taste
1: good. it. All right.
0: So what do we? Uh, What do we see about Jonah? What do we learn about Jonah in chapter 2? Well, when
1: things did get bad, he finally cried out to God.
0: Uh A little bit of an attitude change, right? (laughs) I think he he
1: breathed and he regretted it. He's like, yeah, I didn't do the right thing there.
0: Yeah, nothing like spending a, a, a little bit of time in the belly of a giant fish.
1: He was asking for mercy when he was praying to God.
0: Yep, he was asking for mercy, so his attitude has changed and now he's he wants he wants mercy. There are parallels for future note in Psalm 18. So there's a lot of the same language, right? The waters had closed up over my head, right? I was being sunk down into the deep. So there's some parallels going on there to what he's he's saying, right? Yeah, so what do we look at? If we look at his prayer, right? Again, as Wendy said, now he's crying out for mercy. Um Is there hope that's coming for Jonah? Does he does he have? Yeah, Yeah. there's 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 rays of hope. Verse four, he says, "I will look again at your holy temple." Like you start to see a little ray of hope, like the sparks coming back, like I'm gonna get out of this. Hopefully, God is gonna deliver me from this, right? You see him again in verse eight, kind of firing up again against people who are uh, idolaters who don't worship God. Then in verse 9, suddenly he's thankful. With the voice of thanksgiving, I will sacrifice to you what I vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. He's like preaching a little sermon. Yeah. He's, he psyched himself up again. right? Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah up on dry land. What do we learn about God in chapter 2? What observations can we make about God? He's
2: merciful. He's merciful. Okay. He, he, he hears our prayers.
0: He hears our prayers even from the belly of a fish in the middle of an ocean. Yep. So we don't have to be in a, a church or a temple or somewhere special. Good
2: thing he had Wi Fi down
0: there. Good thing he had Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, like, he realized he made a wrong decision and he quickly seek for God. And yep. God was merciful.
0: And Aha. That's going to be a very, very important point. Oh. Very good. So God was against Jonah when he was prideful but then Jonah repented right. and now God's showing him mercy. Jonah
2: was like, hey wait a minute I've been in this fish's stomach for a
0: yeah. while now and I'm still alive. Maybe I should have mm-hmm. a change of heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once again of course we see uh, in God his sovereign control over his creation. Assigns this fish to go scoop him up. right, And and, and we also see God, like He's the one who got Jonah in this trial. He's the one who put him in the belly of the fish, and He decided how long it was. And once Jonah repented, then God was the one who got him out. Mm-hmm. Right? It's
1: mm-hmm. amazing. I'm sure it wasn't a yeah. very pleasant journey
0: for Jonah. No, I'm sure he didn't smell very good. Very, <laughs>
2: very. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: he was probably like, "Well, I'm dressed and smell
0: perfectly fine to go see the Ninevites. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to be in
1: <laughs> a cheap hotel. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think How much for a room,
0: <laughs> sir? Can you wait outside and just let us hose you off first before you come in? Here?
2: A pressure washer, just <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think he realized pretty quick. You know, he didn't die, so he lords in charge here again because. You know, you get thrown into the, yeah. Into the ocean. Yeah, You're done. You we we see a, and a and
0: dramatic change in stiff-necked, yeah. prideful Jonah. Stiff-arming God, going to Tarshish, and now he's in trial, and okay, God.
2: He he, I, he really, he, he expected to die. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm sure he wanted he had, to die. Well, he wanted to die. As Carmen was, was yeah, saying, that was the easy correct. way he wanted to tap yeah. out. Yeah. But then... I, want to stand in there. Yeah. I would definitely <laughs> want to die. Or did he die in the belly of the whale? Oh. Mm. It is three
1: days and three nights. We
0: will talk about that in a moment. Oh, Hold your questions. Oh, <laughs> oh that is definitely oh. oh, okay. good. It's
1: so good. <laughs> There's that number three again. So you my decision. No, you're making me question my decision. No, but he was praying, So he, he wasn't brave. Uh, uh, well, you could be praying when you're dead, though. Hold your question. <laughs> what? You <laughs> <laughs> understand that. Huh. Talking to God be talking yeah, yeah, or yeah. praying. All right, I've already said too much.
0: We'll talk about that Thanks in you know. a moment, right? Stay tuned. But, no, let's After let's three. move on. Chapter three.
1: <laughs> then the
0: word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Let's try this again, Jonah. Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh. Wouldn't that be smart to do the first time? According to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey, and he called out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. And they called for a fast, and they put on sackcloth, from the greatest of them to the least of them. The word reached the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. He issued a proclamation and published it throughout Nineveh. By the decree of the king and of his nobles, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth. Uh, and let them call out mightily to God. Let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who knows? God may turn and relent from this, his fierce anger that we may not perish. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he, he said he would do to them, and he did not do it. Okay. What do we see about... And when you come to a scripture, what I'm kind of walking you through is a good way to good way to look at scripture. What do we learn about God in any scripture passage? What do we learn about man in any scripture passage? Right. So what do we um, what do we learn about? I'm gonna put my phone on. Do not disturb. Um, what do we learn about God in this chapter?
1: He's merciful once again. Compassion yeah.
0: He's merciful once again. Yeah.
1: So he has a
2: fierce anger.
0: He has a fierce anger. Yep. What is his anger for? What is his anger? What, what, what makes him angry?
2: Oh, the people rebellion. Yeah. Sin.
0: Idolatry. Yep. Rejection of him. Yep. But then we see him relenting. And so he's merciful. So he's angry and just, but he's also merciful and kind. I don't understand. Did God change his mind?
1: The people repent. Is
0: he wishy-washy? What did you say, Wendy?
1: The
0: people repent. Oh, the people repent. Absolutely. Uh, like they did.
2: Uh-huh.
0: God, if people repent. So God doesn't change his mind here. This is a little, little theological quagmire you could get into. Like, oh, does God change his mind? No, God doesn't change his mind. God responds to us as we respond to him. Right. Case in point, gospel. Right. We are enemies of God. Objects of his wrath. What did we do? We repented. Therefore, we are now forgiven, reconciled, restored, adopted into his family. God's not changing his mind. right? God is dealing with us as we are presenting ourselves before him. If we're stiff-necked and rebellious and rejecting him, he's going to treat us as we're stiff-necked and rebellious. But if we're soft and repentful, repentant, he will treat us like that. Any other thoughts about God from chapter 3? It it, and then, well that's more about man. Um, all right, well let's look at that. What what do we learn about man, or what do we learn about these characters? What do we learn about the Ninevites? What do we see about Jonah?
2: Jonah didn't preach
0: very hard. He only said uh, forty days, and you know we are This is the yeah. world's. Th- Worst sermon. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, The people of Nineveh, the big, king, big, right? they yeah.
1: <sighs> we're gonna go for a fast and put on sackcloth and even put put on our animals too.
0: You you <laughs> can kind of. I mean, this is total isogesis in reading into this, right? But it's fun to think about, right? Jonah, like, okay, fine. I'm gonna go to Nineveh. Okay. <laughs> Repent, forty days, you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I did my job. You know, and then it says, in wa- "And what?" Didn't, like, didn't seem
2: like his heart was in it. No, no. no.
1: But it says the Ninevites believe God, so yeah. they knew God ex-
0: they yeah. knew
1: God existed. Obviously. Shows that God doesn't I need so us so preachers.
2: Shows right. right.
0: to show you the sermon didn't do it. Exactly. God's <laughs> <laughs> word doesn't. Yeah, God, that's what we said in Bible study this morning, right? It, yes. Um, we're, we're pipes on the organ. God's word and the Holy Spirit is what blows through it, too. Yeah, that's something. They already knew and realized that they were doing wrong. Yeah. Or else they wouldn't have immediately turned around. Exactly. That's lurking in the background here, right? So now we see, right? God is, there's a judgment coming, right? So they were evil. They knew it. A man of God shows up from Israel, and they're like, uh oh. (laughs) This is for real. We're about to be judged, right? And again, Jonah preaches the world's worst sermon. Five words in the Hebrew. And they immediately drop to their knees and repent. In sackcloth and ashes, no less. Like, really repent.
1: They humbled themselves.
0: Yep, they humbled themselves. The king took off his royal robes and put on burlap and spread ashes all over himself. Fasted. Declared a a, a fast in the whole kingdom. Nobody's eating anything. They all became even with each other. Nobody. No high king. No low. They... And they cry out to the God for him to not judge them.
2: God prepared some good soil
0: there yep. to hear those words. Yeah.
1: In verse 2 it says, Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Yeah. So and is that the only words I, I, God
2: gave?
0: I, I don't know. That's <laughs> a, a big question I have as well. My oh. guess would be Jonah paraphrase. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what it meant was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, I Yeah. I think there was probably, a, if that's God, I don't know if God would, I think he would have more to say there. <laughs> Definitely.
2: Jonah finally had a brain and he's like, hey, what about I do what God told me in the first place? And what about I just do it now? Yeah. He... Yeah.
0: Well, in that, Carmen, right, there's mercy, right? Yeah. He, God had a mission for Jonah. He blew it the first time, but you he God gives it, it to him again, chance. right? We're not going to miss God's will, you know? He's, he's going to make sure that he works his will through us, right? And we can't mess that up. It, it, we can like sure that. make it difficult, like Jonah did. But if God's going to want it to happen in our life, he's going to make it happen in our life.
2: He kind of preached like he figured out what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, you're kind of stealing from chapter 4 there. I'm like, oh. yes. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yep.
2: Yeah, because that that, that you know, explains a pathetic five...
0: uh, Five-word sermon? (laughs) Five-word (laughs) sermon. Yeah. Yep. I think he's trying to do the bare minimum. That's what I think. And he goes to Nineveh. He's like, fine. He's pouting. Again, drama. Does the bare minimum. And God's like, cool. I'm going to work through you. I don't care what your attitude is or how terrible your sermon was. Watch this. And the Ninevites repent.
2: There was 40 days. It mentions he preached for 40 days,
0: right? Uh, no, he said 40, 40 days and oh, you're four, toast,
2: right? <laughs> and the flood it rained for 40 days, yeah. 40,
0: We like, like you know, maybe numbers. he thought maybe yeah. just numbers. One? Numbers. 40 maybe. days. He's basically saying you got 40 days left before God's going to smoke this whole place. <laughs> so, and they're like, okay, well, we better repent. <laughs> it's crazy. So God saw it, and he turned, or he saw how they turned, right? That's the essence of repentance, is turning. They turned from their evil way, and God relented, right? We also see that, you know, much like Jonah in the belly of the whale, right, uh, trials get our attention, right? You're in the belly of a whale, you're going to think about your life choices really quickly, (laughs) how you got to be where you are. Right? If a man of God shows up at your doorstep and says, You've got 40 days left and this whole place is going to be leveled, you can think about your life choices that got you. So, so trials get our attention, don't they? Challenges get our attention, right? What about the differences in repentance between uh, obedience and repentance between Jonah and his hated Ninevites? Jonah. Does Jonah immediately do what God tells him to do?
2: No. Mm-hmm. He completely
0: rejects God, disobeys him, goes in the other direction, has to be disciplined, brought back in the belly of a whale. Then and only then does he obey God. Right? Did Ninevites are like, hey, God says this. They're like, cool, repenting.
1: <laughs> but did Jonah really repent? Or did he just do? Cause...
0: I don't know. That's a good question. I think yeah. it's kind of like you tell a kid to do something and they drag their feet and it's just like, going to do this because I'm going to get in more trouble if I don't, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, also why, Not right. that's also why I think Jonah has drama. Yeah, Yeah, you can tell. He's kind of pouting, and he's going to pout some more in chapter 4 for sure.
1: Chapter
0: Yeah, so it's... It, there's a huge difference in repenting time. With the Ninevites, it's instant. With Jonah, it takes a little bit in the belly of the whale for him to realize, yeah, maybe I should soften my heart here.
1: Well, he was probably very sluggish
0: in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> probably was dark. Yeah. Smelly. Okay, big finish, chapter five, chapter four. Sorry. Then we got some, some key points and some other things to talk about. So, chapter four. Remember what just happened, right? Ninevites, here's terrible sermon. They've repented, and God has relented of this judgment and disaster. How does Noah feel about that? Hmm? But it displeased Noah, Noah ex- exceedingly. <laughs> no. And he was angry. He said Noah twice. Oh, Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> but it displeased... It was my fault. I it was my fault. Yeah, thanks, Frank. Yeah, you're excused. Jonah, Noah, and Mel has to keep me honest. It. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly. He was angry. And Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat, he sat under it in the shade till he should see what would become of the city. Now the Lord appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be a shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. A spoil. Then when dog came the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint, and he asked that he might die, and said, it is better for me to die than to live again. But God said to Jonah, do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, yes, I do well to be angry about the plant, angry enough to die. And the Lord said, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 people who don't know their right hand from their left and also many cattle? And then it just kind of...
1: And then it ends.
0: (laughs) 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 This book is so much fun. I know, I
1: love
0: know I it. <laughs> All right, so what do we learn about... Let, let's start with the easy pickings. What do we learn about Jonah and man in chapter 4?
2: He's still trying to take the easy way out. He, he repented, but he's still trying to take the easy way out. Easy way out? Okay. He's got this fixation with dying.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> he must be very depressed. Just, Just kill, kill me. me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's a wuss. He is a wuss. He's, he's a little a wuss. whining wuss.
2: you <laughs> know how old he was? Because he sounds like a
0: teenager.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's like a black.
0: Yeah. whiner. Yeah.
1: He is a whiner. Yeah.
0: What is he so upset about?
1: God mercy.
0: God's mercy. Yeah, he like, well, he did he get his Yeah. Of he all the people die. craziest things to say in the God Bible, God, and and he's sorry, like, I knew you would do this. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would forgive because that's it, just like you. You're so forgiving and you're so merciful. You're so good. Yeah. It's like, he was angry what?
1: that God, because he was merciful? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make no sense. So I I mean, be but what what,
0: what can we read into that, right? What's more important to him, right? His Outright hatred of the Ninevites. He will, right, that's, was I, I want do. them dead. I don't want you to forgive them. I want you to destroy them. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. But God was going to mm. do it, and He knew that God would do what He wanted to do. Yeah, it I think. Like, what did you
0: need me for? I think that's exactly what was happening. Is that He, yeah, he knew He would yeah. do this, and you yeah. kind of see that. He's like, that's why I ran from you to Tarshish in the first place, because I knew you were like this.
1: You don't, <laughs> Even his message wasn't great, <laughs> so he didn't. Mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's because trying to. He, he's, he doesn't want to give him. He, there's a terrible sermon. No mention yeah. of God, no nothing. Just, he doesn't give him enough information yeah. to repent, but God doesn't need him. So.
2: That is strange.
0: No, God's teaching Jonah a lesson. Yeah. The Ninevites, he's taken care of. That was. Uh, yep. So he's yep. going to teach Jonah. Yep. I don't, I don't he goes mean. up on the hill, which is, <laughs> I just absolutely <laughs> love this. He goes up on the hill and I'm convinced he parks himself on top of the the hill to watch the city so he can see what happens. Like he's he's hoping that God changes his mind. (laughs) He went to make a movie and he gets a front row seat to just (laughs) see like you know, sulfur raining down (laughs) from heaven. And so he can dance on the grave of the Ninevites. If I'm mad
2: enough, maybe God will change for me because I am mad. Yeah. But
0: it's Israel, and it's or not Israel. It's Nineveh. It's blazing hot, right? And so he makes himself this little booth, which isn't good enough. But God makes this plant come out of nowhere to shade him in a night, just one night. Boop, full-blown plant that shades him, right? And then he makes. And Jonah, this is like this man's emotional like depth is like he gets this. He gets a plant, and he was very happy about the plant. Like, okay, good. Now he's back to happy again because he has a plant, right? And God's like, okay, fine. He's happy. I'll give him a worm that will kill the plant, and the plant's dead. I can show you Moody. I created Moody. Uh, yeah. His emotional status is everywhere. Yep. I'm, I'm with you. Sir. He wakes this up. A teenager. He wakes up. Plant's dead. And now he's just like, kill me. Just, this is terrible. My life is over. It's so bad. Your life is terrible. Right? He wants to die. And I love, I love God's response twice. Do you do well to be angry? Which is a really big Hebrew way to be like, Really? You're angry about this. You think you have a right to be angry about this? You know, and he phrases it as a question, right? You really have a right to be angry about this? It shows his—I don't know what—his <laughs> immaturity, his his hatred of the the Ninevites, so many other things. And
1: he's not happy, which is what God does for him. Yep. You would think you would be happy after. Uh... Surviving the
0: fish thing? Yeah, you would think you would think he'd be pretty... He, he, yeah, you I mean. think he'd be pretty humble after that. Yeah. Did anybody know of another time where God asked someone else, do you have a right to be angry? Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Man, the Bible lady on the couch <laughs> nails it immediately. <laughs> Cain and Abel, right? One brought a sacrifice that was good. The other one brought a sacrifice that was not good. God had regard for one person's sacrifice and not the other's. All right, And uh, for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell, which meant he was depressed. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin is crouching at the, de- at, at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. He gives this... Now one person called it the first pastoral counsel in the Bible. Right? He gives them this, this, like, hey, why are you angry about this? Like, This is basic basic stuff here. Your offering was terrible. Your brother's was really good. That's why I had regard for his and not yours. If you gave me the offering your brother gave me, I would be just as happy with you, but you didn't. But he says, be careful. Watch out, because sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is to master you, but you must master it. And so it's almost like this same scene at the end of Jonah here, where he's like, you're really going to be angry about this? Like, this is basic stuff. You're mad at me. Let, let's play this back. You're mad at me for being merciful and gracious and forgiving. <laughs> Haven't I been merciful and gracious and forgiving to you? What if I wasn't? You'd still be in the belly of the whale. Right? Maybe not.
1: We'll just
0: go on. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's this... Really, I mean, God is so patient, but yet He's not messing around with this at all, right? Um, and again, some of our concerns—you look at this, and, and God's like, you're, "You're worried about the plant. I'm worried about 120,000 people,
1: yeah,
0: who don't know their right hand from their left hand,
2: and cattle,
0: and cattle. Don't forget the cattle. Mm-hmm. Right? But and that's so why He came to die,
2: yeah, for the masses. Yep, yeah. not not just. Not just for the Jews and not just for uh,
0: Jonah's people. I mean, um, uh, Jonah's people. Yep. So, so many good things in this. Uh, And, and, as I mentioned, Jesus himself mentions Jonah. And Jesus mentions something called the, the sign of Jonah when he's questioned by the Pharisees. And so I'm going to read you a little bit from uh, this guy, Dr. Brant Petrie, who talks about this. I could summarize it, but he's just so good, I'm just going to read it, okay? Um, This is where contemporary scholars often fall silent, talking about, um, well, he's talking about the resurrection of Jesus, right? If we look in 1 Corinthians 15, it says, Jesus died according to the scriptures and Jesus rose again according to the scriptures. Right? But where in the scriptures does it prophesy a resurrection in the Old Testament? Where, I mean, where, where does it really say that there's going to be a Messiah? We, we know that. but where in the Old Testament does it say that the Messiah will be born again or will be resurrected from the dead? It's kind of like there's not a real strong argument for that, right? So he says this, this is where the contemporary scholars often fall silent. Indeed, many admit that they're not sure where Scripture is referring to this resurrection. If you go back to the Old Testament, there's no explicit prophecy of the Messiah being resurrected on the third day. The closest you get is perhaps an obscure passage from the book of Hosea. He says, so what scripture is, so scripture is, oh my gosh, so what scripture is Jesus' resurrection on the third day supposed to fulfill? In order to answer this, we have to go back to the teaching of Jesus. In the Gospels, there's only one passage from Jewish scripture that Jesus cites as a direct prophecy of his resurrection on the third day, the so-called sign of Jonah. Hmm. And here's Matthew. Some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. And he answered them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks a sign, but no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will arise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. This is Jesus' words himself. Mm -hmm. What is the meaning of this mysterious sign of Jonah, and what does this have to do with the resurrection of the Son of Man after three days in the heart of the earth? True confession, for years... I read this passage and I went away somewhat underwhelmed. With all due respect to Jesus, I always felt like the comparison between Jonah being in the belly of the whale for three days and the Son of Man being in the heart of the earth for three days was, well, somewhat forced. Don't get me wrong, I got the parallel, three days and three nights. But this didn't seem to me to be the most impressive prophecy of the resurrection you could come up with. Moreover, lots of readers find the story in the book of Jonah to be so unbelievable. How could anyone actually stay alive for three days and three nights in the belly of a whale or a fish or whatever it was? And then one day I went back and actually read the book of Jonah carefully in its original Hebrew. And you know what I found? The problem wasn't with Jesus, it was with me. In parentheses he says, I'm learning that this is usually the case. For if you read the book of Jonah carefully, you will discover something interesting. The author of the book never claims that Jonah remained alive for three days and three nights in the fish. Surely, that's what all the children's Bibles and movies and sermons say, but not the text itself. In fact, pretty explicitly, it says that Jonah died and went to the realm of the dead. Don't take my word for it. Go back and look for yourself. And he points out to some things in Jonah's prayer. He says, uh, out of the belly of Sheol, I cried to you, right? That's the place of the dead, right? Uh, the bars closed up over me forever, and you brought me out of the pit, right? My soul fainted within me, right? And he says, notice three key points here. First, when Jonah says that he cried out to God from the belly of Sheol, the pit, that's all the stuff I just said, okay? Okay. Um, The same thing is true here with the sign of the Son of Man. The sign of Jonah is both the resurrection of the Son of Man on the third day and the repentance of the Gentiles that will follow his resurrection. And the answer is simple but significant. According to Jesus, it is not just his resurrection from the dead that will be a reason for believing in him. It is also the inexplicable conversion of the pagan nations of the world, the Gentiles. So, he, Jesus masterfully ties all this together and wow. the sign of Jonah and says, just like Jonah was, I would agree, dead in the belly of the whale for three days, and I resurrected him from death, so I will be dead for three days and I will be resurrected. And yes, you just got a free Easter tie in on Easter week. That's amazing.
2: How'd you plan
0: that? I didn't. I don't, <laughs> not even a little. <laughs> But also then, Jesus says that this will be a sign, my resurrection will be a sign to the Gentiles, right? Just like, hey, this whole thing was that so the Ninevites could become saved as well. So just a, a, a masterful kind of bit of tying in here from Dr. Petrie saying, you know, when, when uh, Jesus is talking about the sign of Jonah, not only did he think that it was real, or Jonah was real, but it directly was a prophecy about his death. Burial and resurrection as well. So, thoughts, comments, questions, disparaging remarks? I've got a couple more quotes too. Jesus said that there is something greater than Jonah here. Um, I had a, I was at a conference once on Paul David Tripp spoke on the book of Jonah. And so I've got some insights from him. And Paul, David Tripp says, this is why Jesus calls himself a better Jonah. Because where Jonah is upset about God extending grace, Jesus is that grace. You know, Jonah, so upset about God being a merciful and forgiving God. And Jesus is the merciful and forgiving God. Right? That's why, that's why Jesus calls himself a better Jonah. Right. some more Paul David trip for you Jonah was spiritually insane <laughs> <laughs> what redemption does is give us back our sanity when we think we can sin and get away with it unscathed we're crazy every moment that we allow something in our lives that God doesn't allow we are running from God and Paul also says um, God will take you where you did not want to go in order to produce in you what you could not achieve on your own we had better preach a theology of uncomfortable grace. The idea that, sure, Jonah was uncomfortable when he was learning the lesson of grace, and he sure resisted it as well.
1: Jonah himself received grace.
0: Yeah, he, he blows right by that, right? Yeah. That idea that, you know, he didn't have to get out of the whale.
1: Could have died in the sea. Not even be swallowed by
0: it. Could, yeah, didn't even need yeah, yeah, exactly, right? God said, like, cool, I'll get somebody else. Who's next up? Micah, come on, you go. Let's go. Jonah's not coming back. But what a fun book.
1: Yeah, that was interesting.
0: And a deep book, and, and one that I believe directly uh, is prophesying the resurrection, which we'll celebrate this weekend as well.
2: I, I, I never heard that.
0: No? From what I'm told, that's a traditional Jewish interpretation as well. Of course, they wouldn't tie it to Jesus being resurrected. But the traditional Jewish interpretation, I believe, is that, no, they didn't think he was alive in there either. They thought he died and was brought back to life by God, right? Makes sense. Mm Makes it more believable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's in one way, right? But it's also, it's also the God of creation. So if he wants to keep somebody alive in a fish's stomach, he could do that that too. too. But yeah, you're Jesus
1: right. Jesus made so many people that were dead come to life. Sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: So why not Jonah?
0: Yep. Yep. And as a, a foretelling of his own resurrection.
2: But whatever happens, whatever happened, um, it, it it neither was beyond the power of God. The God God could have done it both ways. Yeah. Right. He, he, oh yeah. He controlled <laughs> it both yeah. ways. So, yep. Yes. Yeah. So. So, you know, sure. Whatever happened, it was still still a total total. It, it's a miracle. Yep. What happened to Jonah? <laughs> we don't know.
1: <laughs> it just ended. just ended. Didn't he say when he died? Didn't he say where he went? Maybe he really
0: did. <laughs> Maybe he with the cattle. You don't mind.
2: <laughs>
0: that would be uh, one of those ironic punishments, like God just leaves him to become a Ninevite. <laughs> he has to spend the rest of his life with the Ninevite Christians, the <laughs> Ninevite God-fearing people. He's like, uh, oh. he ate the worm or the worm ate him. The he became a plant farmer.
2: <laughs>
1: Jonas Plant Shades
0: Incorporated. Everybody
2: hates me. Of yeah,
0: it's <laughs> exactly what it was like.
2: It makes sense because you know everything in the Bible is there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and it preordains something. Yeah, and it, it's a story that that but it progresses through every chapter and then to, to the end, which yes. is in Revelation. But mm-hmm. um, that's how God used him. Yeah. Right. So. Sure.
1: He didn't want the Ninevites to
0: live. No. That was pretty clear. <laughs> pretty clear his own personal agenda uh, outranked God's agenda mm-hmm. for him. And God was going to teach him a lesson about that.
2: The guy showed him who was boss. Mm-hmm.
0: But in that he still was merciful. Yeah. Right? He let him survive the the his own suicide attempt. He let him survive the whale. And he... Gives them left. a mission well, again. The they were yep. all scared they were going to die. They yep. all admitted yep. they were praying to other gods, but yep. he still them. Looks like they all them. just got saved. They dropped to their knees and started worshiping God.
2: It reminds us that, that we are really in control of nothing.
0: Yeah. Nothing. Yeah.
2: Something to a- do- accept the word by him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. sometimes it often made me think like uh, when we disobey God we on, not only affect us the people around us yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah. really happening because he our was,
0: sin affects other people
1: yeah
0: yeah that's a great lesson yeah he yeah. really
1: put in jeopardy other people's life
0: yep mm-hmm. yep he didn't just jeopardize himself mm-hmm. he jeopardized everybody on that boat with his sin yeah and you see how God if he's going to show mercy he's going to show mercy you know, nothing's going to stand in his way Right? We, we can't thwart the plan of God. He was going to show mercy to the Ninevites, and he used Jonah Dayton and taught Jonah a lesson in the middle of doing that as well.
1: And God has a sense of humor. Yes, this book would not be there. I, <laughs> I absolutely love it.
0: I love the plan. I love the plant. I love the worm.
1: I love the powder I was a I was a power. I know, right? I used to think about that.
0: Three times, he says he wants to die imagine God just like rolling his eyes, <laughs> 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 I saved you. Yeah. They should have called
1: him Mona. <laughs> Mona, <laughs> <laughs> instead of Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <telling of> Mona, instead <laughs> <then> of Jonah. <laughs> suicide. <but> oh, stop <laughs> moaning. Come yeah.
0: on, Yeah, could you just stop, just stop talking just for one minute.
1: I, <laughs> I saved you from your first suicide attempt, you're just going to do it again?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not going to die. You're not going to allow it.
1: Can you not see? I'm not going to
2: let you die. Yeah. You know, when he was repenting and praying, it was still, oh, this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And yeah. he kind of dragged out. How yeah.
0: It, there is a parallel, too, to Elijah um, after the prophets of Baal and that whole thing. And then I think it's uh, Jezebel is going to come after him. And so he takes off like a scared little girl. Like he just defeated these prophets of Baal, like this monster man of God. And then uh, the queen comes after him and he takes off like a scared little girl, right? Runs as far as he can. Again, runs as far as away from God. He hides in a cave. Remember you got the earthquake and the the, the, the fire and all that stuff. And then the Lord just comes to him and says, what are you doing here, Elijah? <laughs> and then he responds like, oh, they killed all your prophets and now I want to die too. And he says that like three times. right? You see that God time and time again, with especially with the prophets, like he's like, what are you doing here? It's not where yeah. I sent you. Right? And then they throw up all those excuses and he pushes through every one of them. How many excuses do we throw up in obeying God?
2: You know, we can't run away from God's yeah. mercy. Yeah. And we can't run away from God's wrath.
0: Yeah. True. Very true. Can't wait. Yeah. Wow can't run away from God, period, and all that he is. If God wants something done. He's going to do it, whether you like it or not. <laughs> yep. He doesn't need us to do it. But he, he wants to, and he uses us to do it. We're the means for him to do it. Like, Jonah was the means for him to do it. But again, in that you see how he's sanctifying Jonah in the process and growing and changing him. So not only are we just, it's not like we're just robots, right, doing God's work. He's actually involving us in the, root, the work and growing and changing us in the process. So that's the fun part. <laughs>
2: if God blesses a poor
1: obedience. Yeah. We should be able to see if he can do that with a poor obedience. If we were to fully. Yeah. Obey
0: how much more of a blessing! Yeah. We, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What, what? What? It wouldn't be what nearly as fun of a is, book.
1: Is not been
2: able to receive because we did a poor
0: opening. right exactly if
2: God wants us to be more consistent uh, uh, whether we're in good times whether we're on a hill or in a valley right mm-hmm. or whether we walk through fire or, or whether we're walking on clouds he mm-hmm. wants us to be consistent Yeah, and then also be able to say thy will be done right
0: yeah I mean this book could have been like three verses right God said to Jonah go to Nineveh and preached them what I tell you to got it, it did they repented
1: (laughs) 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 end of Jonah
0: doesn't go that way and we see a God who's patient with us in our weakness and our disobedience but someone who will not um, his justice will will be served he will accomplish his will and he uses us in the process and grows us in the process and you're right somebody said he has a sense of humor Good stuff. We'll move on to Micah next week. All right, let me pray for us. Father, thank you for your word again, just so rich. And uh, we look at this story in Jonah, and of course we we chuckle. uh, But Lord, we know that we are more like Jonah than we'd care to admit. Uh, We run from you. We disobey you. uh, We disregard your will. um, We disregard your word. We don't care for the salvation of others like the way we should. Maybe we even have personal prejudices or or bias against different peoples, Lord. Um, All of that, uh, we are much more like Jonah than we care to admit. But we are so thankful that you are a God that is merciful and gracious, and that you are kind and you are forgiving. Help us, Lord, um, to listen to you the first time. Uh, when When you tell us in your word, when you lead us by your spirit, Help us to care for others. Help us to go along with your program of sanctification and growth, uh, Lord. And when we are in those moments of trial, when we do have our own moments in the belly of the fish, uh, that we would be quick to repent, quick to call out to you, and quick to receive your grace. We pray this all in Jesus' name, our risen Savior. Amen. Amen.